0: Not gonna say it somebody should Let's talk about two time Let's talk about bum one yeah asking the questions that nobody could Like where are the bone dogs and are they in high? Oh hey everybody! I think last time we were talking about the Oscars, but physically about the Joker. Um, I you know like again, I think I've said this on here before. That's what the new name of this show is going to be. I think I've said this on here before. I don't know why. I'm going to try and stop doing that because I feel like <laughs> I feel like saying that is sort of like. What am I doing trying to cut off people who are like, yeah, you told us that already? I don't think I've gotten a lot of feedback that's like, you told us that already. Let's just do this. Let's you and me listeners agree that if I say something and you're like, we already heard that, um, just assume that I probably know that. Unless I specifically say, I don't think I've said this before. This is new. There's nothing new happening on this fucking show. We're at episode 420-something. Okay, There's nothing new under the sun, and there especially is nothing new under this podcast sun. If you're looking for a, a new thing under a sun, I would suggest a different sun, and um, also that you lower your expectations of me. But uh, I wish you the best of luck in finding that new stuff. Um Joker is a funny movie to me because I feel like what happened is there was this sort of antagonistic thing I think between some of the people who made the movie um, movie critics and movie audiences and like I do I feel like Joker was to me a test case like for a long time I've been working on some essays and they're they're for like a, a collection that I've thought about calling like devil's advocate which is basically like um, a bunch of positions that aren't very popular right now but that i hold and like one of those positions is i don't think that the sort of political frame of looking at things is always a great way to look at things and i think joker's a great example of how that doesn't really work i think that like Sometimes what seems to happen is people come up with an objective reason to dislike something subjective. So in other words, like, I don't like this painting because um, at one time it would be like, here are the qualities of the painting I don't like. Now I feel like it would be very common to say something like, I don't like this painting because Vincent Van Gogh was a problematic figure in terms of the way he treated women, let's say. I, I have no idea if that's true, by the way, but... That's the kind of thing that you might hear. And so I think I think that that has a place um, and obviously is a, a popular form of things. But like, I think that the problem is that seems to now be the primary way of sort of evaluating art. Um, evaluating most things, art included. And I think it doesn't always work well for art because... In my opinion, the movie Joker doesn't isn't a very political movie. I think that it's basically chronicles the experience of one man who's obviously got mental illness, right? And I would say it's fairly sympathetic to him. However, I would say like drawing on my fiction background, would say that it's mostly sympathetic to him because the story is told from his perspective. Um, but I do think it's a very unpopular mode of storytelling right now to create a sympathetic, problematic character. Or an unlikable character and making them sympathetic is not a popular move um, amongst audiences. Because I think people don't like to recognize, like, you know, I this character is not likable and does bad things. However... I kind of understand what's going on. I can I can see their perspective, which I think is a, a good use of art, to be honest. Um, but so I think that viewing art from a political lens makes it very difficult to reconcile. When you're like, well, if this has political politically bad motives or bad outcomes, um, I don't I don't want to feel like I'm identifying with it or that things are being done to trick me into identifying with it. Joker in particular, I just, I didn't really know what the fuss was about in terms of, now, some people just don't like it because they think it's kind of um, a taxi driver knockoff, which I could see, but so is a lot of other shit. You know, or like, how many movies are a Pulp Fiction knockoff? How many movies are a knockoff of The Rock? And again, like, that makes it maybe less interesting to you, and that's totally fine. Uh, but it doesn't make it like an inherently bad thing. It's not bad that this movie exists in the world, just because it's not very original. I do think, too, there's a, a question of novelty, which is like, is novelty, how important is novelty really? I mean, when it comes to movies, I like seeing things that are new and different. But sometimes it's just not that important. Or sometimes I think novelty can be... um, Novelty can sort of... I think some people see novelty as more important than other things. Like uh, a movie that I did not like was The Lobster. And I felt like it had a novel concept. um, And it was a weird concept. But I think it's... uh, As my hero Tom Spanbauer would say, if you can establish your authority, you can get away with anything. And so I think that movie did a good job of establishing a world where, okay, this is like, I will believe the wacky premise of this movie because it did establish this as a grounded-in-reality kind of thing. So this one weird thing, which is like, basically, if you're single, you're going to get turned into an animal of your choosing, is just how it is. Uh... But then nothing really happens. So there's this novel interesting premise, but then the movie just kind of meanders. It doesn't know where to go, and it's just a series of events that aren't really escalating. And it's sort of in a, a movie that has, to borrow some terminology from Chuck Palahniuk, uh, a lot of times a story that stagnates is missing one of two things, either a gun or a clock. Um, A clock on a movie is, for example, in the lobster is like, well, here you've got this limited time frame in which to find a mate. Um, And so, you know, from the beginning, like, well, if he doesn't find a mate by the time this clock runs out, that's going to be a problem. So the clock increases tension as the movie goes on. The other thing is the gun, which is the thing that's sort of hidden. But then uh, uh, you kind of put it in at the beginning of the, the thing. And then your revelation of it later—you've hopefully your viewer or reader has forgotten about it by the time you reveal it. And then once you reveal it, um, that's kind of what signals or causes the climax, right? Because it's this just big, this big thing that causes chaos. Usually, it causes a breakdown of how things are working. And so you know, he would say if your story isn't doesn't have those things then usually it's just kind of an event after an event after an event when I was in workshop with him he talked about a book called a common pornography by Kevin Samsel I think that's his name um it was like a memoir he wrote and he was like I was so mad at him by the time I finished the book because I was sort of enjoying it but then I sort of hated it and I realized that by the end this was just a bunch of well-rendered events, but they didn't really, they didn't go anywhere. So it's like, obviously the guy can write, he can write a scene, but then the scene doesn't really amount to anything and the total book doesn't amount to anything. And he's like, well, what's the point of reading a well-rendered scene where nothing really happens and nothing is at stake, right? That's how the lobster felt to me was kind of like, just reading a bunch of or watching a bunch of scenes, but they don't seem really connected to the overall themes or whatever of the story. Also, I'm like, I think I'm the first person in the world to just be like, I'm over sad John C. Riley. Like, I've I've seen it. I've experienced it. And uh, it works like he's good at it, but I'm just not enchanted by it you know what i mean like i'm not interested in it so i think i think that was another sort of downfall for me in that movie anyway let's let's go back to um what were we talking about okay so i didn't enjoy the lobster but i'm not looking for like um Objective sort of overarching Societal reasons I didn't enjoy The Lobster. I didn't enjoy The Lobster Because I just didn't think it was good fiction Or good art. But I thought It was fine. I, I didn't think it was Offensive. I don't think it's like a harmful Movie that it exists I just, it wasn't for me And it was disappointing Because I felt like it had an interesting Premise, but it didn't really follow through On it. You know what I mean? So that like Didn't help the lobster's case for me. So I feel like, though, that's a difference now is that a lot of times people will dislike something for various reasons, and then they try to build a case and explain why they disliked it. It's almost like more people now are thinking of like art art critics, as opposed to like I don't know. I just go to the fucking movies and watch them, and they're either I liked them or I didn't. Um, and if I didn't like them, of course I'll explain why, but there doesn't have to be a why. And it doesn't have to be a why that's related to things outside the movie. I think with Joker, people were talking about it being somehow connected to the incel movement, which is crazy. Um, I think the only thing that I could see relating to that is, in the movie spoilers... Uh, Joker character has this sort of fantasy where he goes into this woman's apartment and has sex with her and that doesn't happen. And so then later in the movie, he's kind of like talking to her, like they are familiar and whatever. And she's like, what the fuck is this weirdo doing and talking about? Um, which is, it's, it's like, and that is kind of what prompts, I don't know if it prompts, but it's like the, maybe the straw on the camel's back that with his breakdown, but I don't really think it was about him schmanging some lady. I think it was more about, like, that's the way they demonstrated for the audience that the things he thought were happening were not necessarily happening. Um, and that worked for me. I thought it was fine. Like I, I, And I didn't take it as... And in the movie, it didn't seem like he was really invested in it as far as, like... I can't believe that bitch doesn't love me or something like that. It was more like, oh my God, I'm fucking crazy. Like, I am super crazy. Um, So that, the whole incel thing didn't really work for me. I didn't really understand too, the sort of like, I didn't understand because it seemed like left type people were concerned with the movie being a weird right wing movie. Um, in some way, and I'm not really sure about how that works, because to me it seemed like, well, I think there's here there is an indictment of the like mental health and the way we treat mental health issues. Um, it seemed like a power of the individual over the power of establishment, which seems like a left-wing thing to me. It also seemed like an anti-authoritarian movie, which seems more left to me than right. So I don't know. I, I thought it was weird that it was interpreted that way. But I do think it's because people didn't like it. And then that's how they felt about it. Um, and so then I think to get up in arms about it being a, an Academy Award nominee. First of all, let's talk about nominee. Doesn't really mean shit. I can't name most of the Academy Award nominees. You know what I mean? Like, I can remember a few years where something I really liked was nominated and didn't win. um, But I don't actually remember what the movies were. And then people will always talk about, like, I think Forrest Gump is the big one. That everyone's like, in retrospect, that movie fucking blows. Which, first of all, no it doesn't. It's fine. It's totally a fine movie. It's not like, maybe it's not the greatest movie of all time, but... It's an interesting movie. It's a very watchable movie. It had, for the time, I think a very novel and interesting use of computer imaging. And it, that movie, to me, is the kind of movie that wins Best Picture. And I think the kind of movie that wins Best Picture is usually a movie that is kind of like a uh, celebration of cinema, in a way. It's like a... Um, Let's put it like this. I mean, the Oscars is basically a big circle jerk for people who are already the most famous people on the planet. I mean, how angry are we that this, you know, like, okay, Joker wins and some other super famous movie also doesn't win because Joker wins? Like, I don't know. I think Quentin Tarantino is fine. I think he would be fine with it. I don't think he's super concerned. Um, You know, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't win again. And it's like, well, he's probably used to that shit by now. But I mean, I think the sort of injustice of things being picked or not picked to me is a little bit crazy. Like, I don't know. It seems a little bit like, guys... Let's just, like, let's all just calm down a little bit. To quote a Taylor Swift song, you need to calm down. I'm, that's what I'm doing. That's how that's how desperate the situation is, is I'm quoting my girl T-Swift. Um, the other thing I think is really weird, though, about these Oscar picks is, alongside Joker, which people are, like, angry about for right-wing-type reasons, um or its depiction of right-wing stuff, we've also got a movie called Jojo Rabbit, which has actual Hitler in it. And this is, I mean, this is kind of what astonishes or confuses me, is I'm like, you know, that movie has actual Hitler depicted in it. Like, we don't have to extrapolate whether or not this has Hitler in it. He's fucking right there. And I gather he's not necessarily portrayed in a totally horrible light, you know what I mean? Considering he's fucking Hitler, I think you can afford to portray him in a pretty awful light. And uh, that doesn't seem to be what's going on. So anyway, I I think that's kind of bizarre and hilarious, but I just don't understand, too, why everyone gets so upset about everything with this, because to me, like, um, well, number one, I think it's good to remind everyone, like, hey, you know, the Academy Awards are selected by the Academy. Now, the Academy is not what you think. It's not like some group of old white guys who meets in secret and then picks the movies they like to the best. It's like actors, writers, producers, basically Hollywood people picking their own shit, Right. And it's crazy. Like, you drive around L.A. and there's billboards everywhere that are like, for your consideration, vote for this, vote for that, right? And you only see that in L.A. And the reason you only see that in L.A. is because that's the only place where there's, like, enough fucking people who should be voting on that or whatever to warrant having a billboard. But the other thing is, like, the sort of flip side here is, if you live in Cleveland, they don't give a fuck what you think was the best movie. If you live in, uh, well, anywhere but L.A. and possibly New York, they don't fucking care what you think. Like, they really don't. And that's fine. I think the thing for me is that's fine because uh, I think just awards should be their own thing. Like, they, the people who do these awards committees should just fucking do what they're doing. And if someone wants to make an award that has a different goal, then make a different award. Um, I wrote a column a couple years ago because Bob Dylan won the uh, Pulitzer Prize or Nobel Prize um, for his poetry, which was basically his lyrics, right? And people were kind of mad about it because they're like, well, that's not fair because it's like combine it with his performative aspect or like when you take away the music and the performance, his lyrics are not as amazing as a lot of other things that are out there and i i tend to agree i mean i'm not a fucking bob dylan fan so whatever but at at the end of the day after looking into it i was like you know bob dylan's work does meet all the criteria um for this prize a b nobody gives a fuck about these prizes anymore like seriously nobody is Reading the Pulitzer Prize, ask someone what, like the last, ask someone to name three Pulitzer Prize winning works of fiction and see if you can get anybody to name three. Um, No one really cares about them, so I think there is a need for them to be like, well, if we pick something controversial that still fits, at least it'll be relevant. At least it'll be part of the cultural discussion again. Um, And I don't know that that's a bad reason to pick something if you're, like, a literary prize. Because it's like, well, no one's talking about this, so how are we going to do it? It's like, I don't know, maybe we'll have to pick whoever wrote the Avengers movie as the the winner or something, and then everyone will get pissed off. But then you do alienate your core audience, right, who are the fucking nerds. But I feel like when people think about that, they're like, well, we're going to alienate the core audience of book nerds. I always think about... You watch, like, uh, Gordon Ramsay. What's the restaurant? Hell's Kitchen. Not Hell's Kitchen. Kitchen Nightmares. And he always looks at the menu and then is like, this menu's fucking insane. Why don't you cut this in, like, a third and do those good instead of having so much shit on here? And they're always like, well, our our audience loves this. Or, like, why don't you change the decor? And they're like, our regulars love it. And he's like, what regulars? There's nobody in here. Like, I'm sitting in here, and there's nobody here. So what are you even talking about? And you're like, you know, Gordo's got a pretty good point. Like, uh, if there's nobody in here, what's the core audience you're trying to serve? And it's like, if you had such an amazing core audience, then you wouldn't need to be making any changes. Right. But I guess like to me, and that's the Academy Awards to me are just like, look, they reward a certain kind of movie. And I think that certain kind of movie is like movies that are just like jerking off about the ideas of movies. It's like real masturbatory shit, real like uh, movies that are in love with movies um, are very valuable. And I don't know, I don't, and I don't always hate those movies. Like I think um, Birdman was a movie that's like very in love with the fact of being a movie and like what movies are and stuff like that. But it was super watchable. It was super interesting to me. And like, if you're into stuff like, oh, this is like one long uninterrupted shot, or at least it's, you know, made to appear that way. If that's the kind of thing you're interested in, then you will love Birdman. Um, If you think Michael Keaton's like an engaging performer, which he totally is, you will enjoy Birdman. You really will. So, like, go for it. And I, I think those movies should exist. Like, I think we need those kind of movies. And there's plenty of room for those kind of movies and Avengers Endgame, right? Like, there's enough out there for both. And that's also, part of it, too, is I feel like, I don't know, like, blockbuster movies are, aren't they sort of honored by the fact that, like, they made a shitload of money. They can just keep making them. They don't, they don't really need to justify their existence in the world, but whatever. I think Joker, too, to me, is an interesting choice just because it was a movie that people had different opinions on. Like, I think a movie like Forrest Gump has not, history has not been kind to Forrest Gump, but I don't mean that in, like, the movie itself hasn't aged well. I mean that in the sense of, like, I think people, it became very popular to say, like, what a piece of shit. Or kind of like The Matrix, I think. Um, People are sort of, like, it's become very popular to, like, rag on that movie and be like, oh, this is, like, fucking... Uh, baby's first philosophy class or something, and you're like, yeah, but you gotta understand that at the time everything has ripped this off and whatever, and it was interesting it was a good watch, like it doesn't need to be more than that and maybe that's the thing is I just, I don't see how the Academy Awards, they don't have to be I, I don't know why people care, like I when they're announced, usually I haven't seen any of them the past several years I haven't seen any of them because I'm like, eh, I'm just not that interested in those. Like, I would rather watch something else. Um, I've been watching Star Trek The Next Generation. And when everyone's talking about the new Star Wars, which I have not seen yet, and it's like, good and bad, or people or some people are like, it's fucking horrible, and some people are like, it's fucking great. My prediction is that I'm not going to like it. Because... What happened in the original trilogy, or not the original, the prequel trilogy. So the prequels came out when Pete was probably at his height of Star Wars love. Um, You know, I, I don't know, I was probably 16, 15, something like that, when episode one came out. And I saw it, like, on the last day of school. So school got out, and then I went to the movies. It doesn't get much better than that. And I was like, this is going to be fucking amazing. And what people forget, too, is like you saw the trailer and you're like, this looks pretty cool. Like it looked like a Star Wars movie. There's like a pod race thing going through. There's like lightsaber fighting and all that shit. There's a Darth Maul who was like a interesting looking villain, right? He's like, it's got a look to him. But then you go and you're like, oh, that was shit. And then the second one was probably worse. And then the third one, every I didn't even go to the theater, and everyone was kind of like, well, the third one's good because it sort of wraps up the whole story. And I was like, no, it's not good because it just managed to finish up a terrible series of movies. And it's like, well, it didn't completely shit the bed by not even not even showing what happened, right? Like, that's all they could really say for it was it didn't, ignore everything else that had happened, and sure enough, Anakin Skywalker became Darth Vader, so that's pretty cool, and I was like, no, 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 it wasn't cool, it was not worth it, it it wasn't worth anyone's time, so I was pretty disappointed by it um, when I did eventually see it, I was kind of like, well, that was a piece of shit. But it seems like it got some kind of credit somehow because it was like <sighs> I don't know I, I don't know exactly what happened to be honest with you I'm not sure why people weren't like well that was a complete pile of shit because um, it was that's what it was was a complete pile of shit to quote Jeff Bo- Glo- Goldblum Goldblum do blab doob to quote Jeff Goldblum from Jurassic Park must go faster. Yeah. Um. Anyway, and I kind of suspect that's what's going on with the, the final Jedi, or what is this called? Is this the last Jedi? Was that the one before this? I don't even fucking know. The Rise of Skywalker. I knew it would come to me. Aren't you glad that, like, you save brain space for this shit? The Rise of Skywalker. you're like, I know the title of a movie that I've never even seen and don't really know what it's about. But my suspicion is that people who saw it are kind of, like, in two camps. They're either like, well, that was kind of a pile of shit. Or they're like, it wrapped up the trilogy, and so that's significant to me somehow. I don't know. Um, I don't care if it wrapped up the trilogy, to be honest. I don't... That's not... So you checked the boxes. Good for fucking you. Anyway, I I just would like to advocate to everyone, like, don't worry so much about the fucking Oscars. It's really not a big deal. It's not something that is, like, worth worrying about or being like, oh, my God, can you believe that this movie got snubbed? And it's like, well, I don't know. Pete doesn't get invited to fucking black tie dinners. He's not like, I can't believe I got snubbed. Look at you invited this other asshole, he's not as fun as I am. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not the kind of asshole who gets invited to a black tie affair. So really I have to admit that it makes perfect sense that Peter was not invited. Because it's like that's just not that's not my scene. And there are a lot of things that aren't the scene. I thought the most interesting thing that I didn't see really mentioned anywhere was the use of a Gary Glitter song in the Joker movie, which I'm like, I'm sure the filmmakers are well aware that this guy was like a child molester, right? And so, like, that to me seemed like a specific choice. That to me seemed like a choice was made there that I'm curious about. Although I don't... I, like, what do you say beyond I'm curious about it? But it's like a choice was made that is a definite... A Thing Happened. Um, and that, that to me was weirder than just about anything else as far as choices made in the movie because I just feel like... I, I put some Gary Glitter songs on like a playlist because I'm like, these are pretty dope songs. But I always wonder if someone's going to be like, this fucking child molester. But I don't think people know about that for some reason. Probably because it was so long ago, right? Just people don't care? Is that it? Do people know and not care? That's, a, that's always a good option. Anyway, I don't know. Look up the Gary Glitter song. It's a pretty good song. Um, and it's only like 30 seconds of the movie. It's not like it's constantly replaying. So it's not like they desperately needed that song in there. In my opinion. But, you know, what's... Opinions of one man don't amount to a hill of beans in this world. Isn't that some kind of saying from some kind of shit? Anyway, there you go. I don't know. Fuck the Oscars. Is that is that a good summary? Would that have been a much shorter podcast if I just said, "Hey, this is helpful snowman." Ta-ta-ta-ta-na. Um, fuck the Oscars. Who cares? Ta-ta-ta-ta-na.